Hello and welcome again to our Home at Home services. Thank you again for gathering in the way that you have been doing so faithfully and uh, really just looking forward to what God is going to do amongst us today. Thank you again for that wonderful welcome and our worship team again. It's just amazing how God continues to bless us through your ministry and we thank you for that. We've been talking recently about uh, our journey into becoming solutions and what that means uh, to become manifest sons of God. And so we spoke in our last message about um, it's all about the will. And the addendum to that was that it's a tug of war. And we were talking about the challenges that um, we encounter on a daily basis surrounding our choices, our will, and that the battle is always for our soul. Our soul, comprised of the mind, the will, and our emotions, are always being influenced in some way or capacity. And we have to be very conscious as to what happens uh, in terms of the conclusion or, or the outcome of the processes of, of this influence upon our character. The battle, as I've said, is between God and the devil, um, over you, uh, your soul, over my, my soul. And if we don't fully pay attention to that, we're then going to be influenced in ways and directions that are not positive for us. And so we explained, one, we have a personal power. And that personal power uh, is something that we always have a choice to influence and in how we use that. And no one can make us do anything, even at the threat of gunpoint, we always still have a choice. And um, it's knowing that uh, the choices you then make will be the one that you are choosing to make for the reason in that moment. But God gave us this free will, and it's a means in which it empowers us to love him, to have this immense capacity for love and compassion, which is what psychiatrists really now identify, that we are so beautifully designed to be um, filled with compassion. That's our main ability, and that really uh, is now twisting on their belief in terms of evolution and the survival of the fittest, to understand that what really helps us survive is the compassion that we share with one another and how integral that is in our journey. And so in this tug of war, ultimately, somebody ends up winning. And the Oxford English Dictionary actually says that the phrase tug of war originally meant the decisive contest. In other words, it was going to determine the outcome of what happened as a result of this battle. Um, the real struggle or tussle is actually a severe contest for supremacy. So that every day is what we are being faced with, that there is a uh, demand or a challenge as to who is going to be supreme in our lives. Is it going to be God or is it going to be the evil influence of Satan, which is the devil? And so that is all contingent on you and I. How robust is our spirit or how influential is our body? All of the choices we make will be either at the means of an emotion um, or some kind of pressure, or it will be about what you have made a decision to do out of the wisdom of the spirit. And so we have to be intentional about preparing our lives, our day, with the right tools to make the right decisions. 
Every day there is news. And in fact, it comes on so many times a day. There are newspapers, there are articles, and the world revolves around this information that is being passed to and fro by different entities. And we made the point in our previous message that all of these uh, entities are trying to influence us and to take charge of our lives. But because God is our designer, he has the patent and the copyright to all of our design. And when we understand that, we will then always understand that we need to uh, seek his knowledge, seek his wisdom, uh, consult him on the choices that we are making. Most of us, if not all of us, are very clear that if we're going through a challenging situation, we would prefer to have somebody who can consult, somebody who specializes in the area that we are looking to understand or make a decision surrounding. And so God himself tells us that he's omnipresent, he's omniscient or omniscience, he's all-knowing. And of course, he's omnipotent, which is all-powerful. But the fact that he has all knowledge means that he is the bastion, the, 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 the custodian of all knowledge. Why wouldn't you want to go to the person who's the most expert in all knowledge for a solution? Not only that, he has designed you and I. The Bible tells us in Psalms 139 that we are fearfully and wonderfully made, that in the beginning, Genesis says, God made the heavens and the earth and he formed us and then breathed into us his breath. And every day we breathe, we are simply replicating that process that we became a living soul. And so our soul will either influence our body to be the dominant factor or make a decision that our spirit, and we want that to be the spirit which God has made alive through the work of Jesus Christ, that allows us to be born again, new creations, and the work that undid us through Adam's fall has now been rectified, that we can now be restored to the Father and back to our original design, a design that was intended to take dominion, a design that was intended to be a solution and to take all of the amenities of the earth and find and identify their ultimate purpose. We made the point in our previous message that everything God has put in the earth in terms of a resource has a purpose. And therefore, our journey through the ages has been man or mankind identify, identifying or working out what particular minerals, materials are for and their capabilities. And the more we increase in the insights and the knowledge of God, we are seeing more advances. And so you and I are supposed to be at the forefront of that if we are understanding the principle that God, our Father, is the captain of our ship, of our lives. But if we don't make him that, we are then going to be falling prey to the influence of the body and the emotion, which is the work of the flesh. And that is the enemy, the devil's territory. He loves to work through the flesh, which is how he got Adam and Eve to sin in the first place. And so God encourages us to be led by the Spirit. And in so doing, we will then be able to stand according to his plans. So my question to you today is, what are you standing on in this tug of war 
the ground is always the, 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 the common denominator. It's the ground beneath your feet and the fact that you are pulling uh, in, in particular directions on the same rope, that same uh, context. And so in this moment, the enemy and God, that Satan and our Lord, the omnipotent God, is in a battle through our spirit and our body as to the choices we make. And the only way that you can make the right choice is to establish solid ground. And so I want to attach to this here, it's a tug of war, but what ground are you standing on? Here, Matthew 7, verse 24 and 27 says, Build your house on the rock. Everyone that hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house. But it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. Hallelujah. That is a worship moment. It's telling us here that the, the house stood because of what it was built on. And God is making the principle, he's using this analogy. But he goes, goes on to say in verse 26, and he says, And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell. In contrast to the previous statement, and, and was great, in fact, what great was the fall of it. So what he's saying here, that every single day, He's making the statement that the word and rock have similar characteristics. They are providing the same capability for stability. That just like how you can stand on a rock and be firm in your footing, the word of God is that for us and our life. What words are you standing on? What words have you be made become a part of your DNA, a part of who you are that you stand on on a daily basis that allows you to have a solid footing? See, are you building on the sand? Are you building on a rug? You know, uh, Aladdin's magic carpet, is that what you're, you're, you're building on? Wishing and hoping? Or are you building on a rock? You see, the rock is what allows you to stand in the face of adversity because it offers you instinctively stability. That is the word of God. And who is the word of God? Jesus Christ himself. And we will again uh, continue to validate that. Remember, God is the rock. Jesus himself is the fortification that the word that now gives our feet a solid footing. David actually talks about that your word is a lamp, a light onto my feet and a light to my pathway. He's making this same statement that the word is what gives you a solid footing and you have to hide that word in your heart. I wonder how intentional you are about developing a set of key words that allows you to know that this is the stability on which I stand. I wonder what kind of a house you are building together with God. Is it the house where the wolf will come and blow it down like the three little piggies? You know, or are you building something that is so solid that no matter which way the wind blows, you remain steadfast? This is how the word tells us to go about doing this. 
Psalms 1 and verse 1 to 4. It's a beautiful statement here that it begins at the beginning of the Psalms. He says, blessed, and he says, fortunate, prosperous, and favoured by God, this is the amplified version, is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, meaning those following the advice or example of the devil, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor does nor sits. In other words, you don't rest in the seat of the scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. The law of the Lord is God's word. And on his law, his precepts and teachings, he habitually meditates day and night. In other words, this is how we are able to replicate that bombardment of social media. Remember, we were talking about the middle uh, influencing factor that influences what we hear and perceive on a daily basis. The way we uh, create or recreate the kingdom expression of that is through meditating on the word of God day and night. It's great to read a passage in the morning, but do you continue to meditate on it through the day? Because that's what allows you to stay on course. It's like keeping the steering wheel in the right position as you make that journey. It continues to guide your footsteps because it gives you solid ground. He says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord and he meditates in it day and night. To meditate is the principle is explained in the Bible. It's like the cow who regurgitates the grass and chews the cud over and over again. This is what God is saying. The more you continue to hear it, the more you continue to meditate on it, is the more it builds a solid, stable place in your DNA. It becomes a part of your subconscious that now it becomes something that you automatically are able to stand on and you continue to remember and go over that each moment and he says this is what happens he will be like a tree this is when you are uh, are meditating on the word day and night he says you will be like a tree this is verse three of psalms one firmly planted look at that that's your footing and fed by streams of water which yield its fruit in its season its leaf does not wither and in whatsoever he does he prospers it comes to maturity that there puts a complete interruption in this tug of war Because straight away, you are making a choice that in your spirit, the word that you have placed to hid within your heart is now going to influence the soul and so influence the body to come under the authority of that solid word of God, who is the rock of our salvation. He says this again to Joshua in Joshua 1 verse 8. He says, the book of the law, this book of the law, shall not depart out of your mouth. In other words, how well can you recite it to the point where it becomes a part of your DNA? But you shall read and meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything in accordance. So it's guiding your steps. It's giving you clear instructions. It's like baking a cake and ignoring the recipe and expecting the result to be good. You've got to follow and be guided. And that's what the word of God does daily. It organizes the planting of your foot. It leads and guides you in the right direction. This is what solid rock the word does. See, and it says it will do this as you meditate in 
day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything in accordance with all that is written in there or therein, but then you will make your way prosperous. Maybe you're trying to work hard to make yourself prosperous, but this is what God is saying. If you adhere to his word and follow his plan, it will make your way prosperous, and then it will be successful. You've then got to allow this law of the Lord, this word of the Lord, to be the rock on which you stand, and you've got to love the rock. That's what David says, the Lord liveth, and blessed be the rock of my salvation. This law of love, this is what God's love is. Matthew 22 tells us that we love the Lord our God with all our hearts and our, all our, our minds. And this is uh, Matthew 22, verse 37. And it tells us that, but then to love our neighbor as ourselves. In this, all the law is fulfilled. So we're talking about the law of love. And we've established love yourself. Loving yourself means allowing your spirit with the ultimate word of God, who is your designer and creator, who knows what you need in order to stand, is a solid word. Take that word, love yourself through the obedience of that word, because that's how God is loving you. And in so doing, you will then make your way prosperous and have good success. And God is telling us here today that if we follow and do his word and commandments, he will consistently give us grace and strength. He will consistently guide our path. He will give you insight into solutions that you are looking for even right now. But you have to be consistent because every day is a journey. Every day a choice is being made. Every day something is coming after your soul. What have you done in order that you can flow over and over and over in your conscious mind and you can allow that to become a part of you? You've got to get into this rhythm with God. I love these passages. We look here at Psalms 127. It says, look here, uh, unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. And unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman keeps awake in vain. In other words, unless you let God build the house with the, the foundation as the solid rock, you will labor in vain. The house will be blown down by Mr. Wolf. Okay, because you see, at the end of the day, it's not simply just building a house. It's the material, it's the strength, it's the quality of that house. And only God can fortify you against the challenges and the wiles of the devil. And he tells us here in Psalms 78 and verse 35, he says, And they remembered that God was their rock and their most high God, their redeemer. Psalms 18 verse 31, For who is God but the Lord? And who is a rock except our God. Our God is the rock. First Samuel 2 verse 2, there is no one holy like the Lord. Indeed, there is no one besides you, nor is there any rock like our God. Look at all the different rocks and mountains in the world. God is the ultimate rock. And he tells us here, that's why in Matthew 16, verse 18, he says, upon this rock, this truth that he, Jesus Christ, is the son of the living God, the living word, upon that rock, he will build his church. And the gates of hell cannot and will not prevail against it because God is the impenetrable rock. 
I wonder what you're standing on today. And I wonder if you built something so flimsy that is so ingratiated with your emotions, with the simply the fleshly desires that it's pulling you away from the solid rock of the word. And you're addicted to things that are pulling you apart and not building you up. But God is saying today, he can be your rock. He can be your solid foundation. He can give you stability that will make your way prosperous and give you good success. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I love what Isaiah 45 verse 8 says. says, Do not tremble and do not be afraid. Have I not long since announced it to you and declared it to you? And you are my witnesses. Is there any God besides me? Or is there any other rock? I know of none. Hallelujah. And loving the fact that God is reminding and telling us that there is no God like him. He is the one and true living God. Isaiah 26 and verse 4. This is an eternal forever. It's not a rock that's going to crumble tomorrow. It says, trust in the Lord forever. For in God the Lord, we have an everlasting rock. It's not something that has a lifespan or limitation. It is something that is eternal. Our God is eternally in the heavens. He will never leave you nor forsake you. The footing of him being your rock is not going to disappear tomorrow, but it's your responsibility to keep standing on the rock. How do I do that? I use the word and I stand on the word. That's why when Peter, while he was afraid and the disciples were troubled seeing Jesus walking on the water and think it's a ghost, when he came towards them, Peter says to Jesus, give me something to stand on. I'm paraphrasing because this is what he's saying. Jesus is walking on water like it's solid rock. How do you do that? Because he's the living word. And what did he do? He gives Peter a word and he says, if it's you, give me a word, bid me come. And Peter comes out and standing on that word begins to walk on the water. I wonder if you're sinking today because you're not asking, receiving a word from God for the situation that you're in. But can I tell you that the Lord, the God we serve, is faithful, is eternally everlasting, is the living word, but also the solid rock. And when we stand on him, he will never let you drown. He will never let you fall. He will sustain you. And even when it feels shaky because the winds around you are blowing, you know you are standing standing on the solid rock. Hallelujah. That's why David says, the Lord lives, Psalms 18 verse 46. The Lord lives and blessed be my rock and exalted be the God of my salvation, the God who gave me vengeance and subdued peoples under me, who rescued me from my enemies. Yes, you exalted me above those who rose against me. You delivered me from the men of violence. God is our rock. The tug of war you're in right now is whether you're, you're going to make a choice. Do you stand on solid ground or do you get all drowned in, the, in, the, in, the, in the, the devil's sea in his confusion? Do you get submerged under the rubble of what is crumbling around you? Do you become so overcome with the sand that's shifting beneath your feet? Only in God can you stand solid. So I want you today to take back your house. Take back what God has given to you and allow it to be built on solid rock because except the Lord build the house you labor in vain.
I'm encouraging you today that we are interested in families standing on solid ground, solid rock. That you build your house with the wisdom of God, knowing that it will survive. Because unless you let the Lord build the house, you labor in vain. We are going after strong families. But you can only be strong when you let the Lord be the ground, his word, be what you stand on. I wonder what you need to read today. Make it a part of your life. Make it who you are that you continue to trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. May God bless you today. May you know that the God you serve will never leave you nor forsake you, but when you stand on his word, you're standing on solid rock. This tug of war will be easily won because you will never fall for anything. You will always stand for the truth. May God encourage you today. May his power be filling your hearts right now. May you make a decision today to stand on the solid rock, our God, our rock, our redeemer is available to you. You simply just have to say yes to him coming into your heart and accepting me as the, 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 the Christ who died to restore you to solid ground. And watch what he does in your life. May God bless you today. May the tug of war be a victory for you and for the kingdom of heaven as you seek first the kingdom of God and his way of doing things and all other things will be added to you. Build your house, this house, on solid rock. God bless.